Everybody has it? Here we are. I'm just going to start at that last sentence at verse number 25 and says, And there the Lord tested them, verse number 26, and said, If you give earnest heed to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight and give ear to his commandments and keep all of his statutes and I will put none of the diseases on you which I have put on the Egyptians for I the Lord am your healer and he said if you will give earnest heed to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight and give ear to his commandments and to keep all his statutes and I will put none of the diseases on which I have put on the Egyptians for I the Lord am your healer I want you to hear it this last time and there he tested them and he said, if you will give earnest heed to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight and give ear to his commandments and to keep all of his statutes, and I will put not none of the diseases on you which I have put on the Egyptians. For I, the Lord, am your healer. Father, we thank you that the word is already blessed. Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord. It is my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody say momentum. Say momentum. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you now. Y'all ready to say it? We create what? Say it one more time. We create what? Amen. Amen. I want you to keep that in your spirit. I want you to put it in your spirit. The conditions of righteous momentum. When we look at this final pace of this story here, as they've come out of the Red Sea three days into the wilderness with no water, into a purposeful place that is full of bitterness. <laughs> How many of you know that God will purposely lead you into a bitter place? <laughs> God's plan for them was to test them in the place of bitterness. <laughs> Have you ever been in a place in your life where you needed something to refresh you, but the only thing that came to your taste was bitterness, brokenness, frustration, anger, disappointment, hardship. I brought you through the midst of the Red Sea to give you a taste of bitter water. 
You ever been in a place like that before where you were expecting everything to go your way and you arrive in a bitter moment? You arrive in a place of bitterness. That's why they called it the place of Mara, because the water was bitter. And so that the water became sweet, he had to, pre he had to perform and he had to use Moses to perform a miracle. But out of the miracle, it says back up in verse number 25, and there he set regulations and statues before them because how you handle your bitter place determines how God is going to test you. They were in a bitter place, and instead of them lifting their hands, they did what? They grumbled. How you handle your bitter place is going to determine whether you and I and your generations will experience the fulfillment of promise. How you manage the bitterness before it turns sweet. How you handle the bitterness and the bitter taste in your mouth of being mistreated and, and being mishandled and being overlooked. How you manage the bitterness is going to determine everything in your life. And we can see here at the end of this chapter, he gives them some righteous conditions. Somebody say the conditions of righteous momentum. Momentum is momentum. Can I give it to you? Momentum is momentum. You can be winning and winning and winning and winning all the time. You can make all of the right money and all of the money and all of the money. You can be doing all of those things, but there comes a point in life where you have to do some things righteously. <laughs> Righteous momentum. I want to talk to you real quick here. Number one, the conditions of righteous momentum, number one, they had to heed his voice. If you and I are going to move in righteous momentum in this season because prophetically he, he spoke to me this morning. I walked in the office, said, Elder Rahim, walk with me, walked in. Dr. Ron's office, he confirmed what I had not told anybody, and then I come back in, and he said that his wife confirmed it on the way here. Oh, y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. If we're going to move in righteous momentum, the first condition that we have to manage is that we heed his voice. God required their attention to do what? to hear his will and plan for their life by asking that they be intentional. Pastor Cheney Chini teaches us that, uh, uh, that they be willing and committed to heeding his voice. When I looked up that word heed, it, it, it had everything to do heed the warnings. Heed the signs. I hear my wife say it all the time. You got to look at the red flags. 
All of the red flags that are getting ready to pop up, you need to heed the flags. Heed, heed the flags. Don't, don't go back over there. Uh, uh, don't get in that relationship. Uh, uh, don't spend your money over there. Uh, uh, don't do that. Don't do this. You, you need to heed the voice of God, whatever he's saying. They had to heed the voice of God. Verse 26, the A clause, if you will give earnest heed to the voice of the Lord, your God. That Lord has a capital L, meaning that he's not talking about uh, someone that you're serving in the natural, but he's talking about the Lord, God, God, him. Him, the Lord, your God. Who's your Lord? Can I ask you that? Whatever's lording in your life has your attention. Whatever's lord to you in your life has your motivation and it has your full attention. Procrastination. If that's your lord, it's going to have your attention. Slothfulness. It will have your attention. Laziness. Unfaithful. Lack, poverty, sickness, unforgiveness, jealousy, bitterness, relationships, affirmation, notoriety, popularity, fame, money, fortune, whatever becomes your Lord has your full attention. He's telling the children of Israel, don't allow the bitter place to have all of your attention. It had their attention in so many ways that they begin to grumble. They totally forgot about God being their provider. Heed my voice. Heeding the voice of God increases our ability to stay in a forward position of momentum. Remember, momentum is something that has to be moving forward. If you're moving backwards, that's not momentum. Number two, they had to honor him. Exodus 15. And part of that A clause, it says, and to do what is right in his sight. Huh. He says, if you will give earnest heed to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight. I can hear my father and my mother telling me that what you do in the dark will come to light one day. They had to honor him. God required that they walk upright in doing what was right. What does that mean? By esteeming him as their God. When you honor someone, there is a respect. There is a reverence. You esteem what you honor by showing respect and reverence to his voice. We talked about it on last week. We've got to allow the Holy Ghost. See, we've watered it down, calling it the Holy Spirit, making it deep. I want to go back to saying the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. When I was raised, the Holy Ghost would scare the heck out of you. You did not play with the Holy 
Ghost. When you play church, mama and daddy would say one day the Holy Ghost is going to come up on you and you ain't going to know what to do and you're going to start acting a fool and then you're going to be all messed up. The Holy Ghost. We've got to be able to honor and reverence the voice of the Holy Ghost. That's why it's so important that we begin to put it in order. Put it at the center of my heart. Being considerate of his heart. When's the last time you were considerate of the heart of God? The heart of God for your life. The heart of God for your generation. The heart of God for our children. What is the heart of God? When's the last time the church was really considerate about the heart of God? What is the heart of God? His glory demands order. We can do all of the wonderful things. We can save thousands of people and we can get to the point where we give cars and houses away and we bless people and pay off bills. But if the order is not in place where we're being led by the Holy Ghost, where the Holy Ghost is our leader and our director, where we reverence God and we honor Him and we esteem Him and we don't take Him for granted as if He's my best friend, as if he's my boo and my pay and if he's my money and if he's my time clock. No, 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 no. He's God who sits upon the throne. He rules and he reigns with all power and authority in his hands. The glory demands order. When are we going to get to the place where people walk past you and they feel the glory on your life. And you'd be like, oh, wait a minute. I got, I, man, something just, something just happened in my life. I'm talking about a move of God. I'm talking about a power move of God. I'm talking about a real breakthrough in your life. That when you wake up in the morning, tears begin to fall out of your eyes. When you're walking through your job, tears begin to fall down. Because you're putting a, a demand on order in your life that the glory of God rules and reigns in my life. I've got to heed the voice of God and then I have to honor him. Number three, they had to hear him. Come on, let me go back to this honor. Doing what is right in the sight of God reflects our level of honor that we have for him. Honor is a reflection of one's heart and character towards someone. Did y'all hear what I said? God said, I need you to honor me. How you honor me is how I'm going to bless you. How you honor me is how I'm going to fulfill you. How you honor me is how I'm going to satisfy you. How you honor me is how I'm going to bring miracles, signs and wonders. How you honor me, how you honor me. I need you to honor me in the best way that you can. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable service of worship. Can I give it to you? Your reasonable service of worship is the minimum that you can give. Your reasonable service is not your best service. 
He says, if you can start at giving me reasonable service. Did y'all hear what I said? Reasonable service. If you can just start right there, not ending there, but start at reasonable and get to the place where it's excellent, where it's beautiful, where it's wonderful. Just like uh, when we get to Thanksgiving, they set the table just right and they mind that turkey and they put that turkey there as a presentation and only a certain person can cut the turkey. See what I said? They had to hear him Exodus 26, the B clause. And he says, and give ear to his commandments and keep all of his statutes. So, number one, you have to heed. Meaning that you've got to be in a postured position where you are able to heed. Stop. Don't go, stop, stay right there. Stand still and know that I am the Lord, your God. And honor me in your posture and your position. Honor me in the bitter places of your life. Honor me in the sad places of your life. Honor me when it's hard. Honor me when you're disappointed. Honor me when it's not going your way. Heed my voice when you want to do it your way. Heed the will of my plan for your life. I want to prosper you and not destroy you understand that I put you in this bitter place to test your honor but he says hear me listen with the ear to hear his voice not the natural ear that's why you got to put it in order you got to put the Holy Ghost see most of us thinking that the Holy Ghost is hearing for me, but you got to put the Holy Ghost out here. Because if you keep them on the inside of here, too much other stuff's going to get in there. And it's going to cloud. You got to put the Holy Ghost on the outside as your force field. Did y'all hear what I said? Uh, you you got you to gotta do some double protection. You got to live with the Holy Ghost being your rear guard on the outside. So that when foolishness comes, it goes like boom, 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 boom. It bounces off. It bounces off. That's why you got to anoint yourself in the Holy Ghost. So that when it comes, it hits you and it bounces right off. It hits you and it slides right off the grace of God. You got to comprehend what he's saying. I asked my son last night when it came to me, I said, is listening and comprehension the same thing? He said, no. He said, because sometimes you can listen but not comprehend what God is saying. You got to be able to comprehend. And then you've got to retain it through your actions. What I hear, I'm listening. What I hear, I've got to be able to comprehend. But then I've got to be able to retain it. And I believe that we get the first two, but we miss out on the last one. We don't retain what we've heard. Because when we hit the bitter rock of Mara, we lose what we heard. And we lose what we've learned to comprehend. 
Trust in the Lord with all of that heart. Lean not to thy own understanding. In all of thy ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. You've been listening at that. You've been comprehending it. You've been retaining it. But then you hit Mara. You hit a bitter place. You hit one of those places that come to destroy you and knock you down and you lose your ability to retain your trust in God and you start leaning to your own understanding and you stop listening and you confuse your comprehension with what God is saying to you and now you're full of confusion. Now you're full of doubt. You've got to be able to hear God and retain what he's saying to you what is the condition the condition verse number 26 the C clause the condition of you doing all three heed, honor, hear there is a condition he says and I will not put none of these diseases on you which I have put on the Egyptians. For I, the Lord, am your healer. What is the condition? God is making a promise and that he's granting us his divine protection and healing. God grants us and says to us, that he would hold to his promise as being our healer. Now, God is not saying that you won't get sick. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I'm talking to you today. Stop it. Don't tell me that I don't have a headache and my head is hurting. Stop it. Jesus felt the pain of the nail. So how can you not feel the pain of a headache? Stop it. I know the faith move and I know what we talk about. I'm healed uh, uh, by my testimony, uh, uh, but we take that scripture so far where people stop taking medicine that they should be taking. People stop going to counseling when they should be going to counseling. People stop doing stuff that is put there to help them make it through. Your faith is there to make you whole. <laughs> the faith makes you whole. Faith doesn't heal you. <laughs> faith makes you whole. He said to the woman with the issue of the blood, your faith has made you whole. 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 His healing. He said that he won't put them, those diseases, the plagues, that you won't be plagued with disease. Did you hear it? Not sickness. Disease. There's a difference between sickness and disease. He says that if you heed my voice, if you hear me, if you honor me, that your generations will not be plagued with disease. The disease of poverty. The disease of bondage. 
the disease of slave mentality service. The disease of not honoring me as your God. The disease of unfaithfulness. The disease of lack of salvation in your heart. Maybe the reason it's not happening is because you're missing one of these areas in your life. You're not heeding. You refuse to hear. You refuse to honor. But I want you to remember this, that momentum is the force of movement multiplied by God that results in unstoppable forward motion. It is fueled by a series of winds. Stand on your feet. Come on, leaders, come and stand with me today. Elder, yeah, just give me Elder Shelley. Come on, Elder Byrne, you, I mean, Sister Byrne, you can stand with us. Mother, yes, thank you. Thank you. Come on, Josetta, right here. We're in a season where our job is to help the people heed, honor, and hear. Our job is to help you heed, honor, and to hear. And if we all can do it at the same time, can you imagine the miracles, the outburst of God's power that will happen in this house? So as we take communion today, I want us to make a covenant today that we're going to heed, honor, and hear him so that we will not be plagued with unnatural diseases. The disease of forfeiting promise. Are you hearing it today? Come on. As you lift your hands, Father, bless this house. As we come to this final moment of the beginning of a new beginning, our heart and the mandate that you've given us is to obey and to be loyal to your word, to your command. This entire message has everything to do with your loyalty and your obedience. Loyalty demands obedience and obedience breeds loyalty <laughs> so Father we thank you now forgive us for living a life of brokenness and separation that we desire to not heed and to honor and to hear you O oh God forgive us for not managing our Mara position 
the place of bitterness, a place that you put us in to test us, oh God. But give us the ability to listen and to hear, to comprehend and to retain. Cause us to esteem you and to honor you in every place that we're in. Whether we have much or little, cause us to be content in knowing that you are our healer and that you're our Lord. And so, Father, we thank you now for he blessed the bread. He broke it and he gave it. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. As you take your communion today, I want you to take your cup and say, I choose to do it his way. Come now in Jesus' name.